These last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of different events and things running at this parish. Two weeks ago, we had 327 children, 81 teens, and 40 adults participate in Vacation Bible School here. This last week, we had 70 middle school students and 20 high school students helping and volunteering at a middle school retreat. On Sunday evenings, on average, we have about 60 high school students that gather together here at the church on Sunday nights to just get together, to hang out, to build community. The question that we're asked and have to look at is why aren't these events running more often? Why can't we have VBS every other week? Why can't we have middle school and high school retreats or get-togethers every other week? What is stopping us and hindering us from that? We hear in our gospel reading today, the harvest is abundance, but the labors are few. And I think that rings true to the reason why we can't do what we want. We can't have VBS every other week. We can't have a live retreat for our middle school students every other week because they, there's a lot of yearning and wanting, but not enough laborers to assist, to help, to participate. A couple days ago, I was sitting down and doing the math to see because recently we've just updated our books. And so there's about 11,000 families here at St. Elizabeth and Seton. So to kind of just quickly do the math, let's say there's four people. To help round it out a little easier, let's say 40,000 people. Half of that can be under 18. And then half of that can be then under 12. But if we really look at it, only 2% of our youth, 2% of our people, are actually actively participating and actively helping out or actively doing something in our community. Only 2%. Where's the other 98%? And why aren't we able to continue and do these other works so that more than 327 students can attend Vacation Bible School. Why can't we make that 600 of our children, or maybe 1,000 of our children show up to Vacation Bible School every week? And I want to leave you with this story. I was, at, I was spending time with the middle school students at their Alive retreat, and a, one of the volunteers stopped me and said, Father, I want, you to sh I want to share you a story. Yesterday, I asked my son what has been his favorite thing about this Alive retreat. And she shared with me that she was concerned because she, he was never really active in participating in church. He just wanted to kind of be alone and isolated. And when he shows up to church on Sunday, he didn't really sit around and was actively participating. He was always squirming, distracted, and all over the place. But what this mom shared with me was one of the most memorable moments of his, his Alive retreat was actually to be at Mass. Which took this mother by surprise because when he showed up to Mass on Sunday, he was always squirmy, not paying attention, and really uncomfortable kind of being in Mass. 
But what was, about, what was the live retreat about that got him to focus and pay attention and to be present at Mass and to become a memorable thing that he took away with him this week? And I think we hear it very simply in our Gospel reading today, which we're called to be missionary disciples. We're called as a church to be missionaries where we are sent off by the Lord to spread his word and do his work. Everything that we do is preparing people to have an intimate encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ. Because if we listen very carefully, he sends them out, he chooses the 72, send them out in pairs to places he's about to go. They're going out to prepare the way for the Lord, prepare the people to come and encounter and have an authentic intimacy and relationship with our Lord when he comes. So what this child was experiencing at his Alive retreat were high school students allowing him and helping him encounter our Lord Jesus Christ. And when he showed up to Mass, he had an intimate encounter. He was there and present with our Lord. He got to know who was in front of him and who was with him. That was his experience. But we have a situation here, my, my brothers and sisters, that people want a strong and vibrant church, but don't want to take the time to get involved. People want a church with great singing, but no one wants to sing. People want our church involved with the community, but don't want to give their time to volunteer. People want a church to sponsor many outreach programs, but don't want to support that effort. We're afraid, my dear brothers and sisters, to actually live out our discipleship. We're afraid to become missionaries. Because when we hear the word missionary, it automatically gets thrown to religious, to priests, to religious brothers to do the missionary work. Because missionary work is going to a foreign land across the globe, teaching the gospel, sharing the gospel, and converting all nations. But my dear brothers and sisters, we here at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, we here in Keller are called, each and every one of us, to be missionary disciples. We too are called to share the gospel, to share the good news to those around us. We too are called to become and be missionary disciples every day of our life. But what is interesting also in our gospel reading is even Jesus knew that we were afraid. Because he writes in our gospel reading today that I am sending you as sheep among wolves. There's so many things that are scary in becoming missionary disciples. Because the first aspect of being a missionary is to be vulnerable and to be uncomfortable. How many of us want to stand in front of a group of high school students and be pelted with questions and unable to respond to those questions? How many of us are even confident enough to tell and admit in front of high school students that I do not know the answer, but I know who will? I will go find that answer for you and I'll come back and tell you next week. Most of us won't because we want to have all the answers. We want to be able to respond and to show them that we're smarter and better. But what we're called to as missionary disciples is not to have all the answers, but to abandon and to trust in the Lord 
and that in trusting the Lord, he will provide what is necessary. Because we hear today, he said, leave your bags, leave your sandals, leave your shirts, and go. These things are things that hinder us from truly becoming disciples. These things are things that we hold the value in our lives that keep us away. My own pride, my own fears, my own things that scare me, hinder me from doing what I'm supposed to do. The fear that I don't know what to teach them. The fear to stand in front of these people and teach and share the gospel message. The fear that something will go wrong. The fear that I am not worthy to do so. The fear and the excuses that I don't have time to offer the Lord. The fear that what am I as a lonely person, as a sinner, have and, and able to give and to offer these people? These are the excuses we put in. And these are the things, the money, the bags, the sandals, that Jesus is calling us to rid ourselves of. To go out, therefore, to trust in confidence to the Lord. And he doesn't send us alone by ourselves. But we hear he sends everyone in two. This two, this companion, this image of two, helps illustrate for us that we're not alone. First and foremost, God is sending us to do his work. He will give us the words to say, the things to speak, and how to show and share the gospel message. When we're with another companion, our brother and sister, they are there to help us, to be someone we can rely on, to learn from, to be educated by, and to continue our discipleship and to know our Lord that much more. In the context of religious education, in the context as a catechist, you're not just going into the classroom alone by yourself. We have people to help you learn what you need to do. We have people who want to accompany you through your volunteer work to help you become as efficient, as proficient, and be able to share the gospel message in its right context. But we're so afraid of it. We're so afraid to become vulnerable to do as the Lord calls us to. So what are we supposed to do, my dear brothers and sisters? We're called to become missionary disciples. We're called to rid ourselves of these things that hinder us from doing as the Lord calls us. The harvest is abundant and the laborers are few. We have so many situations in our church, in our community, that is in need of missionaries, of people to share the gospel message and become witnesses. We have 200 confirmation students coming in this next year. But we have five catechists who are willing to give up their time to help. We have 67 young disciples, 67 students between the ages of 10 to 18 who have been baptized but have not received the sacraments, who have zero catechists and volunteers to help out. We have 57 retirement facilities here in our boundary with people who are looking and yearning for a friend, a companion, someone to share their good news, share the gospel, and most importantly, to love on them like Christ loves us but we have 20 volunteers 
who work hard to try to visit all these facilities, to come out, to be companions, to be brothers and sisters to those in need, to be the light of Christ to those in need. But they can't do it all. Our volunteers who are working right now in these areas can't do it all. They need more. Our staff can't do it all. If they do, they're all going to get burnt out and we won't have anything left. We need more missionary catechists. We need more missionary disciples who are willing to follow our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just some of us. It is all of us. Every single one of us. We have ability, we have talents, and we have things that we can offer each other and the church. So today, instead of giving a reflection question, I have some homework for everyone, for all of us to take with us today and throughout this week and spend some time in prayer asking ourselves and asking the Lord, where in this community do you want me to serve, to be a missionary disciple, to be the light of Christ to those in need? and to share your good news. And secondly, to take with you in prayer, how can I offer simply just one hour of my day, of my week, to serve you, Lord, to be that missionary you've called me to be, to help you in the harvest, and to be your laborers in your vineyard. Amen.